0: Hi, everyone. It's Rebecca, fitness fanatic mom. I'm back here in my studio, and right now I have Pam with me. Hi, Pam. Hello. Pam with Rebirth, and we've had a few of the Rebirth team in here, and Pam is a breastfeeding specialist. Pam, tell us about yourself.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Um, My name is Pam. I am a breastfeeding specialist, um, and um, so I do in-person consultations with anyone who's lactating. So um, I'm actually a registered nurse. I've uh, been a registered nurse for coming on 11 years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, so I work at the hospital and then I do this as a part-time gig. So that's me. I have one son who's um, two and a half and another one on the way. Uh, so I'm due in July.
0: So. Oh, that's amazing. Congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so exciting. And, and so you kind of feel for the COVID mamas because you're kind of going right, right along with them and totally understand. This pregnancy has been a lot
1: different than the first yeah. because obviously the first, I didn't experience COVID during it, but um, yeah, with all the appointments going alone and and, you know, my, my husband not being at the ultrasounds and all that's been challenging to say yes. the least, for sure. A hundred percent,
0: we can definitely sympathize with, with our mothers, especially the ones that are new, new mamas. So yes, yeah, for sure. So tell me about what kind of services that you offer as a breastfeeding specialist.
1: Okay, so um, I do in-person um, consultations. That's um, kind of my niche. Uh, I just feel like with in-person, I can see a lot, feel a lot, see more than virtual. We do have another lactation consultant on the team, Taya, who does do virtual. Um, And then we actually just got another lactation um, or breastfeeding specialist on the team, Meg, who will be working out of the central location. So I meet myself and Meg, we both do in person and we see lactating moms. So anywhere from um, before birth to after birth, we see them all. And um, there's no like... We'll see them at any point during your breastfeeding journey. I also offer a prenatal breastfeeding workshop. So for moms who are thinking about breastfeeding or wanting to know more about breastfeeding, I offer that once uh, a month. So my next one is actually on May 4th. We have one more spot for that one. And then uh, on June 7th, Um, and that goes from six to eight at night. We're hoping that it will be in-person, um, but we might have to switch to virtual, uh, if everything is still locked down. So we're hoping those two are in-person. The rest have all been virtual. We were hoping to switch it to in-person, but I think we might have to go back to the virtual, but we're still trying to figure that out. Um... So yeah, those are the two services that I offer um, in-person breastfeeding support
0: and then um, prenatal breastfeeding workshops as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And just to kind of set the mums up for, you know, just so they know what to expect and have those tools in their toolbox already when baby comes and they feel more comfortable because it can be really, you know, almost terrifying for a first time mom to try to like figure this whole thing out on their own. And, you know, sometimes with the nurses help and stuff, but you know, with COVID, you know, they, they maybe don't have that extra person that they thought would be there, like their sister or their mom or somebody yeah. trying to help with babe. And Well, yeah. the
1: other thing too, is that we know that if you can get your breastfeeding journey off to a good start, like that first, you know, four or five days is really crucial in the breastfeeding journey and so if you have that knowledge behind you before you even get to that point your breastfeeding journey is already going to be that much more successful uh, and although breastfeeding is so natural it's not always easy and it is a huge learning curve for both for you and the babe so you know if we go over everything from what to expect in those first few days, you know, colostrum, when your milk should transition, um, how to know if your baby's getting enough, Just like how much sleep should the baby be getting? How often should I be feeding? What are the poops going to look like? (laughs) You know, we go over everything so that you're feeling empowered and you're like, oh, actually Pam talked about this and this is normal or, oh, okay, maybe I should start to be concerned about this or so it just gives you that edge up to really know and kind of be empowered yourself.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I love that. Now you talked about the breastfeeding, hmm. journey, but tell me about your journey. How did you get here? How did you get to this, this place? What's your story? Okay, so um, my
1: story, like, I was kind of thinking about this. So I'm very blessed in the, in the sense that I come from a long line of very strong women and who have always encouraged breastfeeding. Like I can even remember my grandma talking about breastfeeding and, um, my mom is a very huge advocate for breastfeeding. And when we, when everyone goes through that, you know, uh, applying for college or university and figuring out what they wanted to do, I actually ap- applied for midwifery but it's a very specialized, very hard to get into. So I didn't get into that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to become a nurse and then go into labor and delivery and help moms that way. And I was very lucky to get a policeman or like a labor and delivery. And I just, it wasn't for me. Like I found, I was young. I was very young when I did it. Um, and it's just didn't feel right to me I just felt very medical and not the natural um kind of environment that I thought it would be so I just went along with my nursing journey anyway and then uh, I've done everything from emergency medicine to cardiac to uh, uh geriatric nursing and then I had my son and um I just felt so empowered like how amazing is it that my body can keep this human alive and build this body and human um and, and so i was like i just feel like i need to help other moms with this breastfeeding journey because i didn't have a smooth sailing you know it wasn't always easy for me but I just didn't feel like there was always that support there. And then I thought, well, why can't I be that support? Why can't I help other women? So when I was on my mat leave, actually, I started into um, my education for um, my patients and went through Mohawk, did my whole um, education to specialize in breastfeeding through Mohawk. And then did a doula course to get more education through that and then um started this journey so um that's kind of how I started or ended up here um and and yeah I, I I'm really really enjoying it and really enjoying empowering women and um giving them
0: the tools so that they can have the same beautiful breastfeeding journey that I had yeah that's amazing I love that that's Mm -hmm. just yeah and it's so it's so crazy how sometimes having our own families kind of create our journey and and then we evolve Mm -hmm. to you know something different than what we had anticipated at the beginning and I have very similar story as well too it was my pregnancies and my postpartum journey that brought me into this path as well too and I love that about yours um yeah best part of your job Oh, there's so many good
1: parts (laughs) of my job. I really like, I do really enjoy the prenatal uh, workshop. I'm very passionate about that and just teaching moms about what to expect and, um, you know, trying to advocate for them to empower themselves. Um, And kind of, I really like um, the almost the medical system of like, okay, because I I come from both worlds, right? I am medical with my nursing degree, but then I'm also more, let's empower moms and like give moms the power back. So I really like being like, okay, so this is how the medical community comes from it and why they're telling you all this information, but like, let's take the natural part of it too. So I really like joining those two aspects of it. Um, And I see that more with my prenatal breastfeeding class. Mm -hmm. But I also really like when a brand new mom comes in and they're like, you know, the hospital has told me this, this, and this, and I'm having a really hard time. And We just fix a few things and they're able to leave my um, office and just feel like you can just see the glow in their face like i was told that i can't do this or i lost hope that i couldn't do this and then they're here um you know breastfeeding this beautiful child with no issues right um yeah that's really rewarding for me um the other thing that i find really rewarding when they aren't. Uh, they've had trouble at the breast, and then we're able, especially if they have been away from the breast for a while, and we're able to get them back to the breast.
0: It's a really long journey,
1: but it's very rewarding when you're able to do
0: it. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, just that feeling of you know making a mom feel, like, excited about it again, right, Mm -hmm. renewing that with her, um, that's such a, that's such a great experience, yeah, I can see how that would be your best,
1: (laughs) the best part of your job. I remember, like, this one time I had a brand new mom come in, and she looked just so defeated, she was seven days postpartum, and it's hard, it's really hard, and, you know, your nipples are sore, and you're back is sore and your perineum sore you know your c-section scar is sore and she just said you know I've kind of given up but I thought I would come to you anyway kind of as a last hope and when we got her baby to latch she just like her eyes just lit up and she looked at her partner she's like I'm doing it I'm breastfeeding I'm like yeah you can do it it's you know your body is amazing and you can do
0: it yeah, that's so amazing. And mm. oh, just to just so rewarding for yeah. you as well. Right. Yeah. I love that. So COVID has kind of changed things for us right now. And unfortunately um, we're still kind of in the midst of it. So what does an appointment with you look like right now, specifically with the COVID? So
1: I'm lucky enough that I'm still able to see moms face to face and I because I'm a uh, i because I'm considerable. Um so what it looks like, so all my surfaces are clean in between clients. Masks are so you have to wear a mask, which trick mask. Um and then uh, and I do allow on um, just because I feel like you need that support and everything that I say not Um So what it looks like is you book an initial consult with me. Um thorough medical history um, from your pregnancy and then your breastfeeding journey so far. And then um, we, I always like to see the babe at the breast uh, and see an actual feeding. And then we go from there depending on what the issue is. Um, so normally an initial consult takes about an hour um, to go through everything and, uh, hopefully you leave a little bit more, uh, supported and a little bit more confident in your breastfeeding journey. And then if need be, uh, follow-ups are a little shorter. They're not as long. They take about 45 minutes or so. If you need a follow-up, most moms are okay with just one, depending on what the issue is. It's a lot of it, um, but we, I do offer the follow-up as well if, if they feel like they need that.
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One. So Pam, what is one question you always get asked? I know everybody always has this, but one question that always comes up, what is your one question?
1: You know, this one's a tough one because it really depends on how your breastfeeding journey is going. Um, but I really reflected on this, and I think the one question that every mom wants to know and asks me is, am I making enough milk? I hear it time and time again. It's like, am, I just feel like I'm not making enough milk, like I'm not en- enough to provide for my infant. And the reality is only about seven to 10% of women in the whole world are unable to make enough milk for their infant due to, and it's mostly because of other under underlying conditions, endocrine disorders, uh, diabetes, other issues. Um, but the average mom is enough. The average mom is able to make just the right amount for their infant. And I think it stems from kind of a long line of our society and media putting pressure on moms that were not enough. Even when, it, when you think about your teenage years, you know, you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're, you're not good enough. And I think that translates into pregnancy, and then into your breastfeeding journey, like my body is not good enough, or is not capable enough to feed an infant. And the majority of moms are able to, and are enough, and more than enough, they're exactly what the baby needs. You know, it goes even from you know, the medical community thinking your baby's too big, too small, not in the right position, we need to induce you, all those things, because, you know, they think that it's a medical necessity, and doubts the human, the woman body, and then that translates into your breastfeeding, You're, you can't make enough, you don't produce enough, but really, If you have a good latch and
0: everything is going well, you are exactly what your baby needs. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you can really bring to the table your medical background, but then also a holistic point of view as well too. That that great balance just really helps give you so much more insight and more insightful for your clients as well too. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like I, I don't like to ignore that medical aspect of it for sure. I think there's always times when the medical community needs to step in and needs to come in. I mean, um, formula is, uh, has a place in this world or else you wouldn't have formula, right? But I want women to know that if your goal is to breastfeed, you are able to do it. There's a lot of avenues out there and support that
0: will help you to succeed with breastfeeding. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. So tell me what is your one thing that sparks you, that drives you, that fuels your passion? What gets you out of bed every single day? That's, um, other than a two and a half year old. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I'm like, get out of bed. Aren't (laughs) I already out of bed?
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the one thing that really fuels me and drives me is I want women to get the right information and good information about breastfeeding. There's so much information out there that isn't always the right information or the correct information. And there's just so many myths surrounding breastfeeding. And I think that's what really fuels me and drives me is trying to get or give the power back to the women and let them make the decision versus our society pushing them in a certain direction. I want them to know all the information and then let them make that informed choice about what is right for them. I think that really fuels me is just putting breastfeeding back to where it really should be. And that is in the woman's hand. Um, So I think that's really what gets me going. Uh, And then I love supporting all people, all lactating people. um, In whatever goal they want whether that be um and breastfeeding whether that be uh, exclusively breastfeeding whether that be pumping and bottle feeding whatever that woman's goal is that really drives me and gives me the passion just to help them um accomplish whatever their goal
0: is sure yeah I love that um so this kind of piggy box piggy box piggybacks off this last question what is your biggest inspiration who is or who is your biggest inspirer
1: Mm, I'm not gonna get too sappy but definitely my mother (laughs) um I always grew up in a very like my mother is very determined she was always a working mom Um, but she was always gave me the sense of you are a woman and you need to be able to empower yourself and believe in yourself and you are strong and beautiful and you can do whatever you want. Um, and even with my breastfeeding journey, she always supported whatever I wanted to do. Um, especially when I was breastfeeding, she was always there helping me and guiding me on how to breastfeed. And I think I was really lucky in that sense to have that support with my own breastfeeding journey. Um, but my mom has always been the one that's like, women are powerful. We are unicorns we make a baby like how cool is that Uh, we are in charge of these lives that keep this world going and um, she has empowered me to be a strong and independent woman so definitely my mother um, is my biggest inspiration for sure
0: that's awesome yeah I love that um we're going to dive a little bit deeper, get a little personal here. Okay. Is there any um, books or podcasts that you are obsessed mm. with or that you're loving right now? Um,
1: so I just got, this is really geeky. I just got <laughs> the Breastfeeding <laughs> Atlas, um, which is like all about breastfeeding. And I'm really enjoying that. It kind of um, breaks down breastfeeding to a more common language which is really and has pictures I and mean, it's really interesting um and then uh podcasts uh the dynamic duelist really has a really good one out right now uh <laughs> it's called Radically Thriving, really. um and then i'm really into the birth hour the birthing hour the birth hour the birth hour yeah it's all about um women's experience with birthing, and hospital births, home births, and just talking about different birthing stories, which
0: it's kind of the path that I'm heading, so. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, because you're a busy mom with a two mm-hmm. and a half year old and one on the way, mm-hmm. self-care is such a huge thing for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially as mom is, you know, we have to take that time to fill our cup. What is your favorite way to practice self-care? What do you do? So pre-COVID, <laughs> I am
1: a huge pedicure person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's like my one thing and you know i don't care about hair i don't care about anything but my pedicure i would go every four to six weeks it was my thing my loan time pre-covid now it's to be honest it's more of a chore for me to schedule in my self-care some things that i really like to do are I always try and go for a walk at night after I put my son down, even if it's just around the block for 10 minutes. Um, and the other thing that um, is any kind of outdoor hike, outdoor um, beach days, not so much right now, but
0: um, just getting outdoor for me is really important. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how like being out in nature is so grounding and just mm-hmm. almost humbling as well too. Right. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's yeah. just five, 10
1: minutes of just walking around the block to clear my head and then I don't, you don't have somebody screaming,
0: mom, <laughs> you know, it's very relaxing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Pam. It was so great to meet with you and speak with you about your journey. You too. So if the mamas want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to reach out to you? How did they contact you? You can look me up on the Rebirth Wellness
1: website. Um, that's probably the easiest way. Or you can uh, call the High Park location and talk to Cindy. She's awesome and can get you into my earliest availability. Now I am planning probably to go off I'm thinking, um, I'm hoping to make it to end of mid-June, but Meg uh, Barry just uh, stepped in and she's out of the central location and she's lovely as well. And that's the exact same thing as me. Um, and we have partnered up. So if there's any issues or concerns that she has, we always talk about um, some things that we don't feel about.
0: So you almost get two for the price of one. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Pam. It was so great to speak with you You virtually. Hopefully we'll meet in person one day. Yeah. In person someday soon. And I will definitely share about um, all your information and your upcoming sessions as well too. Thank you so much, Pam. No problem. Have a good day.